Thumbs up! What's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Active Recall. I am your co-host, Walter, with... Francis. And this is episode 56? Wow. 56. Uh, Guys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in and staying tuned. We really, sincerely appreciate it. If you guys could spare 30 seconds of your time, if you could just write a review. Anything and everything is sincerely appreciated. But enough of that. Sus! How have you been, man? Pretty good. Past week, have been playing a little more with Cinema 4D, <laughs> making some 3D stuff, some IGTV stories. Yeah, it's been it's been um, fun to try all that stuff out. I think I've been a little distracted, like bouncing from here to there and trying to learn something. Um, uh-huh. But the 3D stuff is is, is fun. It's um, I feel like it gets me in flow. In, in a different way than, uh, or like in a similar way to drawing on the iPad, but I'm at the computer where like, nice. I don't know. It's a, I, I think um, <laughs> I've had like a new interest every week that I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is going to be it. This is what, uh, like if you asked me a month ago after I went to the Met and did like some of that recording, I was like, oh yeah, video editing, this is where I'm going to be. So we'll see, we'll see how long the um, 3D stuff goes. I think it'll, we'll see actually. I I bet if if you asked me a month ago, I was like, yeah, I'm going to learn Final Cut and go forward with that. But the the 3D stuff, it's fun and I feel... That looks fun. Yeah, I feel like it's a. I made Active Recall logo, just kind of like a one of those text animations, and I, it, it gives me a satis- like satisfaction in a way, like <laughs> it, in a different way than some of the other things, like than making videos. Um, but I don't know that it, it creates all that much value as far as like sharing, sharing things that I'm reading. But I, I don't think that's too important in picking like the hobby. So if it's fun to make and yeah. I can share it, I think that's a, a good thing. How was your week? That's yeah, it's great. Uh, I just want to say, dude, that active recall logo thing that you did, you sent me yesterday. Amazing! I was shocked. I stood up from the couch. I was like, "This looks awesome!" It looked like something from like PBS, you know, like <laughs> so it from the eighties. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, this is so awesome!" But yeah, dude, it's just that that feeling of a new challenge. Um, you know how everyone gets into that same practice and repetition. Like I was, I remember asking you guys a long time. It was you and Seth, uh, you and Jay about um, repetition and if it gets, if it just keeps gnawing at you. It's like it's like anyone's any job or anything requires repetition. But right. how long does it take until you snap? Right. Um, I that's it's just finding something new, and I, I kind of like learned this the hard way. But uh, every time you find something, it's. I mean, even if it's in the same career or same same kind of aspect of what you're trying to do, there's always something new. No matter what, there's going to be something new. Like, it's it's fun to relearn things, too. But anyways, my week's been great, man. Uh, <laughs> just been, I got done with a wedding last week. have been uh, just doing a lot more video editing. Uh, just posted a couple more videos. Same, same as you, man, the whole IGTV thing. Except mine's just a, a little one-minute uh, highlight stuff. But, uh... Other than that, I've uh, been working, gotten to uh, 
new product at my work. It's new cars. It's all just random stuff. Uh, just been doing that. Actually, been going to the beach lately too. It's it's been pretty invigorating. And then I looked up if I could fly drones <laughs> at the beach, and it was very stressful because there were so many people there, and I was worried. Also, like one problem was public public eye, right? I mean, I could bring a camera around. That's one thing you could you could videotape yeah. if it's like in a public area. I think. But number two, though. It's a drone, <laughs> and going flying above or around water is really stressful for me because I don't know what if the what if one of the propellers just breaks off. Oh, my drone's a goner. That's, that's like one of those things. But and yeah, that's I I wanted to do it, but I was stressed out. But you did it. No, didn't do it. Oh, I was I gonna was, say uh, that's like a testament to leaning in. <laughs> <laughs> and stretching yourself and things like yeah. that. It's it's legal though, right? Yeah, I, it, like I looked at it and it's it's legal at public beaches primarily, um, but it's like the like one of the things that was really sketchy on it was like people's people's personal. Like you can't have a sure. drone yeah, literally yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, it's uh, there's personal space. So yeah. like one of the yeah, that was that was it. I was at the was beach yesterday, actually. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah? I went to Coney Island. I played nice, um, played one game, just like the uh, toss the ball at the jar. I didn't win. Spoiler. I, I'm sure jar. you know it's like impossible to win. <laughs> you know, it's like a big milk jug. Like a giant oh, milk jug. Oh, the three that like, gets stacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, You're supposed to get all three down. That's right. Yeah. There's a cool video on YouTube. I, I don't know the exact name of it, but someone like goes to Coney Island and um, just talks about all the different Murders games. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he brings along like a uh, New York Mets player or like a oh, prospect. Shit. I think it's a player, actually, a player. And um, yeah, he tears it up. Actual a- anything that picture? has to do with throwing. Uh, there was another game there that was you have to hold this bar for two minutes and just hang. Uh-huh. Um. I've been trying to do oh, that in the like, morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess this is something to practice, but it seemed like most. Like, it seemed like a couple people there were probably they, they could probably do it, but their hands got so sweaty. So. Oh. Yeah. Two minutes. That's really long. It's pretty long. It gets pretty long. I think. Yeah. Even I, I know I don't have like the muscular endurance or uh, <laughs> temperament or whatever it is but that's a cool one to win though in front of people um also someone, someone I, I watched someone do the uh you know you throw like this it, it's a, there's a lot of milk jugs um <laughs> it's the one where you, you try to knock down three of them they're stacked up and you have like the sandbag uh yeah that, that was a cool one to or not that i want it but one guy I, I saw, uh, I think maybe his girlfriend did the first two balls, completely missed, and then she's like, oh, I give up. Here, do the last one. And the guy did the uh-huh. full wind-up, <laughs> slammed it, and got it, actually. <laughs> and um, super impressive. So uh, oh, that's awesome. I, I don't know how this ties into – oh, it actually does. So I guess we can talk about what, the theme of the week. <laughs> It's practice. It's practice. So, Wally, you picked up the book, The Talent Code. 
Yep, that's correct. I did. I got it from Audible. I think it was like, uh, it just popped up a few days ago, and I was like, "Yep, gonna I'm gonna use a credit, going going for it." So this is a book that's similar to some books we've talked about before, uh, just about practice. The one that we actually like did the full episode on was pra- our talent is overrated. So this is kind of in the same light. So uh, Daniel Coyle is the author, and um, yeah, it, it just talks about practice and routines and things like that. Where um, yeah, deliberate practice, things like that. So um, you ha- you haven't finished the book, but what do you think of it so far? Yeah, uh, I actually enjoy a lot of it so far. I mean, I'm like in the first three chapters, and like. It already caught my attention about, like, oh, why is it that Brazilian soccer players are amazing? And, like, why is it in that just specific area? area? And then, uh, you know, it's just, it's it's stuff that, that made me think or makes me wonder. I'm like, why is it, yeah, why is it? Oh, why is Ronaldo so amazing? Like, like it's stupid stuff like that. But then it, it broke it down about talent code. It, great book so far. Um, it's... It's all about deep practice. I think the first chapter was all about deep practice, and it was so far so good um, because we we had a book. Talents is overrated. What did you? So you already did you finish the book already? Talent Talent Code. Yeah. Well, I, I've read it before, so I'm just like uh, listening to it again. Um, okay. So, uh, so yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I, I read it, and I've been listening to it again, and. Um, yeah, it's it's just reminding me of like what I can do when I'm learning like 3D stuff or um, just like day to day things like workouts and what's worked in the past and how I could apply that. So, um, yeah, do you want to just like talk about why are like in the book why are what was different about like Brazilian football players? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I didn't really answer, like, people were probably wondering. So it's, there There has to be two kind of things that need to be having, uh, need, two need, two things that have to have happen. And it's one, nature, and number two is nurture. So we already know, like, nurture is basically practice, right? But then there's that genetic code of, like, wait, well, like, what's so great about people in Brazil? Why is it? So, of course, it's, the things around you, or of course, it's Brazil in this case. So we already know that forty percent of Brazil is Wait. of the poverty. Uh, like, so it's a poor country, right? What's going on? What's up, dude? Oh no, no, no! no. Sorry, kick you down. Okay, okay. So uh, uh, since it's a poor country, everyone is, of course, still a fan of football or soccer. I should say, uh, everyone loves soccer, and forty percent of that spot is poor. However. People that are in the poor side, one of their dreams is to become like the best soccer player in Brazil. Or like, it's it's all they they could live for. It's all they could want for, and to be that famous Brazilian soccer player. <laughs> so of course, that's it's the stuff around you that makes you want to push yourself harder. So a, a bunch of people, oh, like I, I guess I, the I Brazilian. Wanna, I want to guide this a little yeah. more. Well, yeah, yeah, go for it. Do dude. you remember what they talked about? Just as far as like the practice itself oh yeah like the violinist practicing the chords uh, like the piano music but go ahead go ahead it was like that they have smaller courts do you yeah okay so yeah the room they were playing a game where it's just one it's like one little room and it was 
designated just for that one person. So the person that was playing had more ball time versus the actual game itself, the soccer game, where it's a big old field. So that guy, or whoever's practicing, has more ball time to play, to do actual moves. So these moves were, like these moves that we see in soccer are actually done in these, were invented in this small room thing. Uh, it was like a game that was, it was a homemade futsal game. or something like that, futsal. Yeah, yeah, futsal. It's, yeah, a, yeah, it futsal. it's a smaller court yeah. uh, because you, the density of a lot of the cities, um, just high population density and not enough full fields for everyone to play on. So people will yeah. play smaller games <laughs> with a different ball that's heavy. Um, smaller court, heavier ball. Uh, it leads to, yeah, like you said, like more touches. You touch the ball more. Um, and it's more difficult with the heavier ball. And then that translates to, like, the full field pretty well. Yeah. So. That's amazing, right? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like, the takeaway is, yeah, uh, it, it happened, I guess, like, organically that they ended up in, like, the situation where, um, the environment created uh, <laughs> the situation where they are um, practicing in a different way versus the full field. Yeah. And you can try to like manufacture that in whatever you're trying to get better at so uh, so that you get more reps quickly. Um, yeah. And yeah, you can do that with kind of anything. We talked about this in um, the first 20 hours where like whatever you're trying to learn is important. Um or it's important to like break that down. So, we we did talk about this before. Like, you, when you're trying to practice photography or like wedding photography, setting up right. cones, <laughs> things like that, <laughs> <laughs> and then dragging your camera around, um, uh-huh. which isn't like super uh. practical. But you can imagine that if you could simulate that, then it would be helpful. Um, yeah, in, right. in some way and. The Tomic Code, I think, also talks about um, a more practical application of that was the, like, flying planes and then being able to oh, find, right. fly them blind with uh, instruments. And now I'm going to butcher a story. <laughs> it's like so, so, it's some World guy, War II thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he made this, this box that you could just practice uh, the different, how to use the different instruments. And no one took it seriously until, you know, it it ended up in, like, a carnival or something like that. <laughs> yeah, from the clouds. Uh, yeah, like, then like, they what? found out, like, uh, the people that <laughs> learned that were um, able to, like, fly better. And then you can see that how that carried over into the future where flight simulators are... Getting flight simulation time is really important for commercial pilots. And... Um, you can learn a lot in that situation where you just get reps in without having to fly uh, seven <laughs> seven around. Um, yeah, but yeah. So, sorry, I, I kind of um, you you were you had a good point about the um, environment and that idea of having a vision, <laughs> like wanting to be the best football player. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'll I'll explain a little more. So, like, another story was the violinist or the, I'm sorry, clarinet player or something like that. 
And they were talking about how she had to learn a new song. So there's a sight reading thing, right? And sight reading is basically you don't know the song, but you're looking at the notes. And then you try to play it, and then uh, you could even hear the song itself prior to actually playing it. So seeing the, the music sheet, you could actually uh, do it on your own. So the lady or who, the, the person that was playing this instrument was playing a few notes, making mistakes, kind of going here and there, but you see that her eyes narrow, she's taking, she's taking time. So it's that flow state that you were talking about recently, or like just uh, recently, yeah. And the way she was playing was, um, it, they were talking about myelin too, which is really weird. But uh, anyways, uh, they were talking about how she would play it, Take a break, like not break, but see what she did, uh, all the mistakes that she's making, and then going back and doing the rep repetition again, but not just uh, the same rep, but more so like those same notes plus the extra note that she hasn't done yet. So it's those repetition over and then overlapping, and then repetition over, and then the new new note repetition again, and then until she gets all the way done. So that's the kind of form of practice of deep practice where she was the the doctor or was it the professor that was studying her was like this is amazing this is how this is deep practice in itself this is how people should be practicing and then when she played a song that she already knew he said it was dull and boring she wasn't even learning anything it was just it was a mindless play that she already done before so there was no practice it's been done she's just it's it there is no deep practice at all it was just her body's muscle memory or basically the practice that she's done to memorize all that <clears throat> sorry yeah so but anyways there's like yeah, a myelin it. connection um and this is an excerpt from the talent code myelin cool. is the insulation that wraps these nerve oh hold on so I'll just read this whole thing. The revolution is built on three simple facts. One, every human movement, thought, or feeling is a precisely timed electric signal traveling through a chain of neurons, a circuit of nerve fibers. Number two, myelin is the insulation that wraps these nerve fibers and increases signal strength, speed, and accuracy. And number three, the more we fire a particular circuit, the more myelin optimizes that circuit, and the stronger, faster, and more fluent our movements and thoughts become. So, yeah, with, with practice, you when you stretch yourself, then you start making those new connections. And, yeah, as you, as you practice more and more, you um, solidify those connections until right. um, they're kind of permanent. Uh, I, I think an example people always talk about is, like, y you could go 10 years without riding a bike, and then you'll be able to ride it again without, without having to. Like, you might have to... It'll feel a little funny for, like, a minute. Um, I'm going by my experience where I, like, <laughs> rode a bike for the first time in, like, I think it was probably yeah. five years. Um, but it feels, like, a little weird for maybe a minute. But it's not like you don't know how to do it. Where when you were first learning it, it's you just keep falling over <laughs> while, while you're building those connections. So, um, yeah. So that is kind of like the approach to take when practicing things is if, if you do want to get better at it, um, you find a way to stretch yourself and then oh, yeah. That's good. repeat yeah, it. I like that. Um, and th there is something to like, you try to stretch yourself too far 
it's it's a little like rubber band. It'll snap if you're oh. stretching too far. Um, you never actually like make the connection. And the other thing could be like if you're trying to stretch in too many different directions, then you never make those connections permanent. So um, I think that's kind of what I'm going through right now when I'm trying to learn a bunch of different things. And <laughs> um, I think I'll make the connection once and then I won't repeat it. I'll like move, try to move on to the next thing. Ah, oh, so. got it. Oh, I see. That's, yeah, but it's just because you're always trying to find something new to practice with, right? Yeah. Not necessarily practice, but yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember way back you used to do <coughs> this thing where you walked your camera. And that's what I've been recently doing just to, it's not like the way you were doing walking with your camera in New York is the same. It's kind of different from me walking with my camera to like the beach, right? So... Uh, I feel like that in itself is already... Is that considered deep practice then? No. Because we're just... Okay, right. Because oh, yeah. we're just bringing out our camera, right? Yeah, I guess if it is a thing of... Um, yeah, so the book is all about like, deep practice. And um, actually, I'll read this this excerpt from this book, Peak. So it's by Anders Ericsson, and he's the one that did the like original research that... Uh, the 10,000 hour rule is based on and that's Malcolm Gladwell's book that like popularized this idea of it and then I don't know that like controversy is the right word but um, there are a lot of people that are uh, at this point so it's like a backlash against the 10,000 hour rule that it misinterpreted the research and things like that and um, Anders Ericsson talks about this in his book Peak so He says, to effectively practice a skill without a teacher, it helps to keep in mind three Fs. Focus, feedback, fix it. Break the skill down into components that you can do repeatedly and analyze effectively, determine your weaknesses, and figure out ways to address them. So um, bringing that back to, like, what we were talking about, like, getting better at photography. um, One of the – so those were three Fs, and one F that's not there is flow. Um, So it's like – did we talk about this with grit? Um, so Anders Ericsson is known for like deliberate practice, and then uh, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi is known for flow, and they kind of oppose each other in a way. Not not the right. two people, um, but just the idea that if you are in flow, then you're not really stretching yourself. That's like the performance time. But then if you're so if you go and walk your camera. I would say that's practice, but maybe not deep practice in the way that, like, um, it's, a kind of, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, how are you, you, before you head out, if you have some intention, like, oh, I'm going to get better at some certain thing, and then you're right. practicing that, and then you do that and then post it somewhere for someone that knows, that's more, like, that can tell you what, what was wrong with what you did. Or if someone's actually, like, whether you watch like it's a, it's a weird thing with um, something like photography where uh, it is subjective like how good a fo- like a photo is but then I don't know that this exists but if there's a coach or if you have your mentor that's with you shooting with you and then they can see like everything that you're doing then maybe they they could help there where it's like that's where they can give you the feedback on your performance like hey no like I saw you doing this with your camera or, like, setting up the shot this way, um, you were 
putting your <laughs> elbows to your chest to stabilize, <laughs> but instead you should use a tripod uh, for this. Um, so, something like that. I don't know. That's a, yeah, not no, the no, best no, example, <laughs> but um, but the, the, you can see how like that would be different. Having a coach with you for the hour, telling you like what you're doing wrong, versus mm. I'm gonna walk around the park for an hour. Um, so oh, that's clever. Yeah, if, if you're oh, trying yeah, to like totally get better, and yeah, I think that's like an important thing too is um, deciding like that you do want to. It's supposed to be hard. That's the thing with deliberate practice. Oh, yeah. Like it's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be like this difficult re- thing that's rewarding afterwards, but it's hard and it's it's not supposed to be like pleasure. So, ah, oh, totally, totally agree. Um, I will admit, when I was going out, like let's say the beach, I had one kind of mind. Like my, one of my goals was to to do like speed ramping, right? And that was, like, it wasn't, like, I, I was focused to, like, let's just keep doing speed ramp. No, it was just off the whim that after I was done, I didn't go there just to do that. I went after the fact that after I edited, I looked at some stuff up, YouTube, all that. And then, yeah, I started practicing with the footage I already had. So, uh, I think walking the camera, right, it, it seems like a little twisty performance. Just a little bit of performance, a little bit of flow. Just for the fact, like, what, your, the settings on your camera. Like, it's so bright outside, you might have to drive, drop, like, some stuff. Like, you have to change the settings, right? But that's already something that you already kind of know. But uh, I like the whole three Fs. The focus, feedback, fix it, and then as well as the flow state. Uh, I, I will admit, I'm still... How can I say it? I'm still shaky with the new camera because there's so many... Like, uh, what do you call it? I'm safe now it's uh i'm safe with the settings i have now but i am not like safe comfortable with yeah i'm not comfortable with everything else because i have enough to know what i could do with the settings i've taught myself with i i want to go further with it because i know my camera has way more capabilities but not right now <laughs> right. like it's it's yeah it's really like like what we were talking about Mylan, it's it's like building something and then trying to figure it out. I just there's settings in there that I'd rather keep. Right. That I've like straight studied for like a weeks. <laughs> but anyways, um yeah, dude. It's kinda yeah, it's kind of a it. weird thing with like photography or um uh, like deliberate practice as a concept is better applied to certain or like it more readily applies um to certain activities than others uh i think an example is sports there are those are broken down into very like distinct skills that you can practice where um with photography like videography like there is just that skill of understanding your camera and how, how to use it and that's more just like a learning and repetition thing and um i, I think the the thing that can go wrong with like focusing just on deliberate practice is that you decide um this is where I, I have been thinking like yesterday I was thinking about like the 10,000 hour rule and why there's like such a backlash against it and there's a, only a strong backlash because so many people agree with it like it entered popular culture and um and I think it would be bad to just say like well I'm never going to get my 10,000 hours of practice, so I shouldn't even start. Um, 
Right, right. That's so, very which depressing is, to, to hear that. <laughs> yeah, so I can see why, like, that would be a bad thing if you, like, completely believe in it. But then if you believe in that and it it just goes two ways, right? So, like, if you believe in the 10,000-hour thing, you can believe in it and say, like, oh, I'm not going to learn anything because I'm never going to master it. Um, or you can believe in it and say, like, oh, it shows, like, practice goes a long way. I'm going to go practice this thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's just, like, be careful about, like, what what you want to apply deliberate practice to. If, if, if it's going to be, like, yeah. this defined... Or, like, this definition of deliberate practice where it's hard and, like, focus, you, you need to focus and have feedback and things like that. Um, it could take the pleasure away from leisure activities. So, uh, oh, yeah. in your case, you, you do make videos for money and things like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, finding out ways to stretch yourself. Like you said, like, um, taking some concept like speed ramping, getting more comfortable with it, with your equipment. Um, it's probably useful. Or very is oh, like yeah, clearly very, very useful. Very yeah. useful. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think it it goes back to like the first twenty hours book where it's like you only have to get if you're doing something to, to enjoy that, like to ride a bike, then you don't have to do this deliberate practice. You just have to get good enough to enjoy it. Um, so, well, I'm just curious. Um, do you do you believe in the ten thousand hour rule? I don't think it's like a like a like a religion belief thing. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, no, I mean, no, no, no. So <laughs> I guess it's, I'm kind of ducking the question, right? So no, I believe in it. Yeah. I, I believe that, like, um, I mean, I understand, I understand, like, why people say it's not true because I guess the original research said. Um, so I, I think yes, practice goes a long way, and I think talent has less to do with a lot of things, uh, which is. Like, kind of my takeaway from Outliers. Um, I think people got too hung up on the number, like, the exact number, which is... um, But in any case, like, if you practice for 10,000 hours and then you're not good, then you have the right to be mad, right? (laughs) (laughs) But I, I don't... A lot of people just don't hit that number. And I think if you do, like, have that number in mind and it motivates you... Um, to to practice or like to improve in your work and find like a practice routine to get better at it, and you, you keep approaching ten thousand hours, you're gonna get better. That's what I mm-hmm. think. So, um, oh yeah, I would say I definitely think like it's done more good, like net positive, for people to for that to have like become a thing. Pa- practice right. pays off. So, I, I really think that's a, yeah. a big thing. Is like practice pays off. Um, don't decide you're not going to do something because you don't think you're talented at it. You're not. I don't think. Right. I think that's more harmful. Is believing that people are born specifically to do one thing, and you need to go mm-hmm. find that thing, or that you can't do something else because you weren't born for it. I think that's done a lot more harm than believing that you can do something if you work at it. It's not going to be easy. No, I need. Definitely. I need. A, I mean, if it was one of those ones, I need to put music behind. It. Dude, <laughs> like, yeah. Can you put music? Uh, of course. Like, from what I you practiced. were just saying, that was real. Yeah. That was so real. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I like to say though, um, that ten thousand hour, like listening to that or reading the book Outliers and all that, it really bothered me. I was just like, dang it, man. I guess 
I wasted all of my 20s playing video games. <laughs> but, uh, like, to say the least, it's not about the 10,000 hours. It's not the end goal. It's the process. It's the procedure that we were doing. Like, for example, this whole podcast, we started from the ground up, and we did one pot, and we loved it. We were floored, and we just kept... Like, what? Just imagine every hour, and besides the editing process that you do on your own, right. um, we do our own, like, what, 30 to an hour's worth of audio. And then it's the practice of you editing and then putting it up. That's the whole pub- like the whole publishing thing. It, it's down to the science of just, like, like, how easy is it now just to go from, not the editing itself, but just to start it publish it i mean yeah. before it was just like this whole procedure right like I, you're like oh god what do we do now like that yeah i would say like this it, it kind of mixes stuff up to like uh practice versus learning versus this or like that where like we've done say 50 hours of this um it hasn't mm-hmm. been deliberate practice we don't have podcast coaches we don't have interview coaches or like things like that and we'd probably be better if we did that um mm-hmm but I don't think, like, it's been wasted time. And I think that yeah. even, like, shallow practice, like, just going through the reps is an important thing, just getting the repetition. So, yeah, like you said, um, for us to go, like, start to end uh, on a podcast, and it took, like, hours, <laughs> you know, like, when, when we first did it, because uh, we just didn't know what we were doing, like, finding equipment. And I, I would spend – there were times where I spent, like, an hour just trying to sync our audio because we had a few different inputs, and I didn't know, like – and that that goes to like learning the different equipment, but um, yeah, so it's, that's where it's like uh, deliberate practice wasn't really like necessary to understand a simple process like that. But it would be necessary if we want to really improve. Um, I just said um. So if I want to like really improve, not saying that or not having those verbal <laughs> things, then that's where like a coach could come in. Yeah. And yeah, doing that deliberate practice and you know getting that wristband that shocks you like anytime i say (laughs) (laughs) wait did you have that did you have that wristband thing oh okay Uh, i thought i thought you had something that would fix your posture well well yeah yeah yeah. i should i should reuse that thing um (laughs) i forget what it was called but i still have it actually it's at my desk is that considered deliberate practice (laughs) um in a way (laughs) negative reinforcement (laughs) I, i wouldn't say uh like deliberate practice but it that's an example. So that's like one of the F's, right? Feedback. Or no, two yeah, of the F's. Feedback. Feedback oh. and fix it. So I'm not like... So you could see there's different things. If you have the three F's is deliberate, but you could do... <laughs> yeah. You could do a couple of the F's and it'd be useful. So I'm not focused on uh, fixing my posture all throughout the day, but the, ch- <laughs> yeah. the uh, chip... It, it, so it vibrates when it's like at the wrong angle. So that's immediate feedback. And then you know how to fix it. If you just, like, it doesn't take long to learn how to, like, actually have good Straighten posture. Your back. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, yeah, just, like, applying that to photography. If there was a thing that buzzed um, and told you, like, eh, this is probably how, like, automatic cameras were invented, right? Is oh. at some point there was a time where you had to take a picture and it probably took an hour or, like, five minutes of exposure to get enough light. And then you wouldn't be able to see it until three hours of developing it. So that's a very slow feedback. Like, you're not going to be worried. Like, <laughs> But, yeah, anyway, um, I'm rambling. No, that was good. That was great. I, I was just, we, were, we, we popped a tangent for <laughs> the fix-it. That's all. Uh, but I will admit that um, deliberate practice does go a long way. Just remember, it's not the end goal. 
it's the process. It's it's like the whole Gary Vee thing. So I totally I love the whole idea of deliberate practice. You guys should I'll I'll keep reading the talent code or I'll keep listening to the talent code. I know I have another book that's next to it, but Peak. Uh, dang, I, I mean I can't really say go read this this book. But, I can. Uh, <laughs> If, if you if you no, read I'll, Outliers, yeah, read Peak. It's like a yeah. more digestible thing for say, the research behind it. Um, what was you said? Getting things done for teens. Yeah. We, we got. So tell me, can you like before we got to dip out? Yeah, yeah. You, is that is that a banger? Is that like a good book to? Yes. It sounds like is it better than the actual original? I think so, in a lot of ways. What? Um, okay. Or if you just need a refresher, the original and a lot of business books, they talk with this language of people that are like, they're the ones that are running through the airport to their business class seat, and they <laughs> need to buy this book because they're executives with um, more like two dozen reports, something like that, right? Um, <laughs> and I, <laughs> my thing is like, if you take a high-achieving high school junior that's actually going to read a book like this and apply it or has parents that are going to make them read this, they probably have more going on than I do. Like, with homework, different classes, um, a couple of, like, their school sports, and then their sports on the weekend for, like, premier soccer or whatever it is. <laughs> And also looking at different colleges and things like that, that person has more going on day to day probably than I do, I would guess, and probably more than like a lot of <laughs> like people. I, I think, and it has great drawings to explain the concepts. Yeah. Uh, it's it's written. In, oh, that's so it, I mean, it's written in language that like for teenagers, which is to say, like it's more digestible and. Um, and it's also just more modern because it talks about like digital distractions and things like that. So I'm a big, uh, big fan of this book. <laughs> Getting things done for <laughs> teens. Um, for teens. Yeah, I, I really, I told my brother like, hey, it, it really should just say like getting things done for the rest of us or like for normal people. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, it's been it's yeah, been a good yeah, refresher, was... and it's like, oh, you know, like uh, this does seem more <laughs> practical in a lot of ways. Awesome, man. That's good, dude. Uh, I I feel like I should get into it because it, the comedy was you did send me that the picture of the book and it says like getting things done like the actual full on text yeah. and it's got that eighties eighties uh like tag of it's got like a stamp <laughs> yeah like a nice fourteen yeah, like stamp, stamp. <laughs> um, yeah yeah I, I just think like we can relate more closely to uh-huh. juniors and seniors in high school than we can with business executives. <laughs> diversifying their portfolio okay anyways yeah. says uh anything else you want to add in before we dip out no uh just thanks to everyone listening and remember that um believe in yourself and get that practice in uh oh, what yeah. about you okay. yeah don't of course ten thousand hours is a lot i mean beatles did ten thousand hours but we're not the beatles it's just the process do the process finish everything if you want to have something learn something have fun with it just fail fa- oh wait i'm sorry failure is not an option it's a requirement <laughs> let's go all right let's go. see you next week right, uh we'll Take do it easy. 10, hours one. one hour at a time <laughs> <laughs> and, and cut, cut.